0: Hello, my name is Janet Lees, and I am a spiritual guide in the Ohio Valley, and it is really my privilege to be able to talk with you today on the ninth day of this Pentecost Novena on the subject of unity. And I would assume for most of us in our journey that the Holy Spirit has meant different things to us on the path and has taught us different things or revealed different things. And that has been true with me as well. But probably the most important part of what God has been showing me in the past five or six years has been this significance of unity and the desire, the deep desire of God for us to be in union with him. I think we talk about that so much in the spiritual life of drawing into union with God and that deep desire that we have. But that deep desire that we have for union with God truly comes from God Himself who has placed it inside us, who He is the one who has this deep desire for union and unity for us. And as we as church have been praying over the Last Supper Discourse in the last few weeks, it hit me as I was reading John 17, the very end of the Last Supper Discourse, you can hear in the words of our Lord this deep desire and longing for oneness. He says in John 17:20, I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their words so that they may all be one as you father are in me and I in you that they also may be in us that the world may believe that you sent me and I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one I in them and you and me that they may be brought to perfection as one that the world may know that you sent me and that you love them even as you love me father they are your gift to me i wish that where i am they also may be with me that they may see the glory that you gave me because you loved me before the foundation of the world." You can just hear the longing of his heart from the foundation of the world. From the dawn of creation, from the foundation of the world, we see God's desire to expand the borders of the Trinity, to include mankind. But we also know that after the beauty of the garden, where Adam and Eve walked in union with God in the pool of the day, and were in union with each other, and with all creation, it wasn't long after that they were tempted by sin and began to doubt the goodness of God, doubt the goodness of each other, blaming each other, and doubt even their own ability to hear God and His voice, as as the serpent tempted Eve by saying, did He really say? And we can see that that fracture of sin separated us from that unity that we lived in in the Trinity. It created an otherness for us from God and we know all the subsequent consequences of that. But the desire of God for union with us is so profound and almost inconceivable The passionate love that he has for us, the relentless love that he has for us, we can see it all through salvation history. God's desire to bring his people back unto himself for unity to the point that in the fullness of time, God sent our Lord Jesus, who was willing to leave the throne of heaven and enter into humanity, into our otherness, and meet us there. And to show us again, reveal to us the face of the Father, the gaze of the Father's love, the desire of the Trinity to free us from that which kept us from this love, and to die suffer and rise by this spirit to ascend and to send it back to us to breathe his life into his bride his church both with the ability to bring us into union and also to give us the spirit that has conquered all sin and death to free us from the power of sin You know, it was interesting, I was reading a book um, by Father Michael Gately called The One Thing is Three, and I found it very touching as he talked about the Holy Spirit and he said, you know, when we die, we are not going, we will be in the Trinity like we were always intended to be. But we're not going to be a whole bunch of different people in the trinity. By the Spirit, we will be in Christ, one in that trinitarian love, in Christ, with Christ as our head. And that was a really beautiful image for me, and ironically, as God is, that summer, I went to two different weddings that exemplified to me that point what the Holy Spirit does. And there was this bride, I was at this wedding and there was a bride, and she wanted the crucifix to go in before her. So the crucifix and two candles went in and then she in her white dress followed behind. And of course at the end of the altar is the priest and the bridegroom and, and the attendants. And To me, it was this beautiful symbol of the truth of, it is the cross of Christ, the suffering of Christ, the precious blood poured out from his side that our garments are washed clean in, that really goes before us, almost as if she represented to me like walking into heaven and that the cross of Christ was gonna go before me, that what our Lord did, his sacrifice, his death, resurrection, and sending of the Spirit to me, was gonna go before me, and almost my entrance that I could come in. And at the end, is my Lord Jesus waiting for me with the Father, and all the saints that will be there to welcome me But it was like the Lord wanted to develop the theme a little further, because then I went, not long after that, a couple weeks to a Mexican wedding. And I don't know if you've ever been to one before, but they have this beautiful custom where they they wrap a rope between um, the bride and the groom before the priest. And to me, that was so symbolic of the Holy Spirit Wrapping me with Jesus, making me one in Christ and part of the Father, a daughter to the Father, almost presenting me to the Father as his bride. And as I have prayed about those images and what the Spirit does in my heart, what the Spirit does in our lives. I think that's a lot of what happens. Our Lord sent the Spirit to breathe his bride, the church, back to life with the Spirit of the divine life that we received in baptism. So not only does it bring unity to me with God in the Trinity, but it also brings the power that that conquered sin and death. So the Lord not only desires to reveal and heal his image in my heart so that I can trust again God and abandon myself to him, but he also desires to bring unity within me, to send those sevenfold gifts of the Spirit to to save me, to, to free me, of my sins, to heal my wounds, to free me of the lies and assumptions that keep me from knowing who I am, what I was created to be, the beloved that I am in His sight. So the unity not only with Him but within myself, to know my identity and to be able to run free as a child of God in the garden. Of the Trinitarian love in my own soul as I always was intended. But even that's not enough. God desired that we would all be one and as he heals his own image in my heart and heals me, there's this transformation almost of our vision that the Spirit does. I call him giving us our garden eyes back where we have the ability, because of His divine life and the power of sanctifying grace in our hearts, to see each other differently, to see with His eyes, to be able to see the goodness of the other as they are created in the image of God, but also the gift that they are to me, even in the moments that it's difficult. But sometimes the tension or the rubbing against each other is the gift it's the gift of purification and the ability to be able to forgive and to receive forgiveness this gift that we have as humans to live this twofold commandment of loving god with all our hearts but loving our neighbor as ourselves but that's the power of the spirit at work in our calling us to unity with the other to be able to give love and receive love to be able to give mercy and receive mercy because let's be real it's not a matter of if we're going to hurt one another it's a matter of when and so when we have ourselves experience the love of god and the mercy of god our desire is to give it to the other And I think more and more it becomes clear to me what Jesus said in John 17, and this desire for unity that we would all be one and to really try to understand and die to myself a little bit at times, to preserve that oneness and to understand the evil one's desire to cause division and suspicion and blame like he did in the garden. Still at work today trying to do that. But the spirit of God within us, that divine life that lives in us through our baptism and confirmation, desires oneness and unity. And God invites us to cooperate with that spirit on the ground in our relationships. But I think God also desires another unity. Beyond the unity with Him and within ourselves and with others, there's a fourth unity and that is with reality. When we trust that God is good and that He has created me good and the other is my good companion, He invites me to accept reality as it is with all that may happen, both the beautiful things of life, and the suffering to be able to see the circumstances that happen in life as having passed through his mind, his heart, and his permissive hands for my good, and to accept life and reality as it is, rather than feeling victimized to it, and to be open to the grace of God to interpret rightly the circumstances that are around me and that are part of what I'm experiencing. The first step of acceptance and trust of reality as being permitted by God opens my heart to His wisdom and His desire for love in any any particular circumstance. And to believe in the middle of struggles that He is here That he is in union with me and that his spirit is in union with the circumstances and that i seek him i will find him and i will find how to love in any given circumstance that requires that i trust and listen for that unifying voice of the spirit that wants to keep me in love and for love and then from that simple acceptance Of reality, I think emerges our mission. Because often the mission isn't something big and extravagant, it's simply the mission of the moment. The mission to love in this moment, in this circumstance, what God has permitted. And free to be who I am, gifted with certain charisms and certain abilities that the Creator has given me I can be free to use them for the greater glory of God for the love of the other for the goodness of the other and so as this unity of the Spirit grows both in my image of God within myself with those around me with reality mission of love, uniquely that I am asked to live, becomes more clear and more fulfilling and more full of joy. And all of this is the gift of our loving, passionate God who just desires to be in union with us and for us all to be one and for us to be where He is ultimately with love in this moment and in eternity may the spirit of god breathe into you anew on this pentecost god bless you